Ruby on Rails is an awesome framework, but it can be a bit overwhelming to get started with. Now I often cover intermediate topics, but when I'm asked how to get started, I have trouble finding a single location to point them to, hence this video. Well, let's get started. First up, we have installation. Now if you're running on Windows, check out the Rails installer. This is a single package that will install all the goodies you'll need to set up your Rails environment. Now the rest of this installation section is for Linux and Mac users. First, for Mac users, I highly recommend setting up Homebrew, and the installation is just one command away. You can see in this wiki here, just copy and paste this command into the terminal to install Homebrew. Now once Homebrew is installed, I recommend at least installing Git and SQLite through here. You'll need those as dependencies for setting everything else up. So you can just run this command to install these. And if you're on Linux, you can install these through the package management system provided by your distro. And next, you'll need to install Ruby. And if you're on Mac or Linux, I recommend using RVM for this. This is also just a single command that you can run through the terminal to install it. And then after that, you can call RVM install with any version of Ruby you want to install that version. And then you can call RVM use that specific version, and you could even pass a global option to make that version the default on your system. Now, if you consider yourself Unix savvy, you may want to use this alternative tool to RVM called Ruby Env. And you can see uh, it's a bit more manual work to set up, but overall it's a lighter approach. So now that Ruby's installed, you should be able to run the Ruby version command and check to make sure that version matches. And then you can get into installing Rails with gem install Rails. And you may also want to pass a version option here to specify which specific version you want if you want to change which version you use. Now a quick note about version releases. It's very important to use the version of Rails that matches the tutorial that you may be going through. For example, if you have a book that covers Rails 2.3 and you're going through that, be sure to install that specific version. Now if you aren't sure which version of Rails is used, check the publication date and compare it to this chart on the Wikipedia. It'll give you a good idea of which version of Rails is used at that time. Now once you install Rails, you can check the version by calling Rails-V and make sure it matches the version that you installed. Now if you need to install multiple versions, some versions are incompatible with each other, so you may want to use RVM gem sets to keep them organized. Once you have Rails installed and working, it's time to walk through some tutorials. A good place to start is the Ruby on Rails guides. There's a nice getting started section which walks you through creating a simple blogging application that'll give you a good idea of what's involved in creating a Rails app. Now if you find yourself feeling overwhelmed when going through a tutorial like this, that's perfectly all right. Don't feel like you need to understand everything all at once. The important thing is that you just keep walking step by step through the tutorial to give you an idea of what's involved in creating an application. And also just be careful not to make any mistakes, just follow each step carefully. Another tutorial that's worth walking through is Rails for Zombies. This is a fun interactive way to see what's involved in building a Rails application. Another tutorial worth checking out is the Ruby on Rails tutorial book by Michael Hartle. There's a lot of content covered here, so don't feel like you need to tackle everything all at once, but it's worth a read. After you've gone through a couple tutorials and you find things still aren't clicking, I recommend the divide and conquer approach. Rails uses many different technologies and it's a lot to learn all at one time. So instead I recommend breaking it up and learning each thing in isolation. This list here is a good place to get started. If you learn the basics of each of these, it'll make Rails a lot easier to learn. For many of you, the big one will be Ruby itself. Now if you're new to programming in general, 
I recommend checking out the book Learn to Program by Chris Pine. It teaches you the basics of Ruby, while also some general programming concepts. There's also tryruby.org. It's a fun, interactive way to learn the basics of Ruby. And don't forget, you can run Ruby code anytime interactively by typing IRB in your terminal and just type in your Ruby code here. And also, you can run a Rails console if you're inside of a Rails application to load up the Rails environment. This is really a great way to learn something, and I hop in here and experiment with things all the time. A great way to hone your Ruby skills further is through various challenges, and an oldie but goodie is rubyquiz.com. Its archive of challenges are quite diverse, and find one you like and then just try coding up a solution for it. There are also some various challenges on the Ruby Learning blog. You can check out the archive here for the full list. For some more recent but also more difficult Ruby challenges, check out codebrawl.com. This has some fun ideas that you may want to try out yourself. Finally, you may also want to check out my Ruby Warrior project. It's just a fun little game that might help in learning Ruby. Going through tutorials and challenges is great, but it's not nearly as rewarding and motivating as creating a Rails application of your own. So you've got this great app idea, but where do you start? Well, I recommend first starting at the user interface level. Just sketch up each of the pages in your app uh, using either pen and paper or digitally through a program like Balsamic here. Once you do this, it will help you divide your Rails application up into resources. For example, a form will either be creating or editing a resource usually, and various pages might list resources or show a single resource. And then next, just create a model and controller for each of those resources, and then you're well on your way to creating your Rails application. Now as you're building your Rails application, you'll probably run into areas which is not covered in a tutorial you've gone through. Well, this is where Railscast fits in. I built up quite a library here, and it's a great reference to accomplishing various tasks you may need to in your Rails app, whether it be authentication, administration, and a whole lot more. Now source code is provided for most of the episodes, so be certain to download that so you can try it out yourself. And also the more recent episodes include a before and after version of the project so you can follow along in the screencast. The Ruby Toolbox is another great resource I use frequently. It provides a nice list of gems to accomplish various tasks in Ruby and Rails. And also be certain to check out the other Rails guides. There are a lot of great topics here for honing your skills on various parts of Rails. And don't forget about api.rubyonrails.org. This is the place to go to find documentation on any specific method in Rails. Now as you work on your application, you're bound to run into problems that you just can't seem to tackle on your own. For those situations, turn to the community. A good place to start is the Rails Talk mailing list. Uh, just make a new post here and just make a nice description on exactly what your issue is. Stack Overflow is another great site to turn to. You can just ask a question there and be sure to include the Ruby on Rails tag. Well, that wraps up this tour on getting started with Rails. I covered a lot of content here, so if you're feeling overwhelmed, I recommend rewatching this episode and stopping at each of the steps, so that way you can focus exclusively on the content that I cover there. And that's it for this episode. Thanks for watching. In the pro episode this week, I show you how to create your own custom form builder. There's often a lot of repetition in form views, so extracting that out into a builder can help clean up your form views significantly. To watch that episode and all other pro and revised episodes, just head on over to railscast.com pro and then sign up there for just $9 per month.